You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family and all our friends scattered across the Pine Belt, happy Tuesday. So I want to continue our Bible study on 2 Corinthians. This is a Bible study that's intended to do two things. Number one, man, I want to give you some comfort because 2 Corinthians is filled with language of hope and comfort. Paul knew what it was like to suffer, and so he was telling the Corinthians all about how to find hope in God, who is the God of all compassion. So number one, I want to give you some comfort. And number two, I just want to equip you. Like right now, while social distancing has got us a little bit quarantined, I want to give you a daily dose of the scripture in hopes that you'll go back to the Bible for yourself, that our church family and our neighbors will find some hope in the scriptures and get back into the Bible, that you would read 2 Corinthians on your own after we're done with the podcast, that like when you wrap up every day, that you'll get back in the word and get in there deep and pray and let God teach you. So I want to equip our church family with the word of God, knowing that he's going to use you to encourage tons of people all over the Pine Belt, your family, your friends, your neighbors. So take what you're learning and let's become a kingdom of priests who give God's word and God's hope out freely. So 2 Corinthians, we're going to pick up where we left off. Uh, We'll skip some spots later, but right now I want us to stay tracking pretty close. So verse 8 of chapter 1 in 2 Corinthians. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles that we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. I want to pause for a minute and give you some social backgrounds. Uh, If you want to understand the kind of pressure that Paul was under in Asia, you could take out the book of Acts and get a pretty good idea if you read in Acts chapter 19 about Paul's launch of the church in Ephesus. Ephesus is located in what Paul called Asia, what we typically call Asia Minor, and more familiar to us now is Turkey. Well, when Paul was launching the Ephesian church, they broke out in revival. Things were going remarkably well. He stayed there a long time. He saw a lot of conversions. The Spirit moved in strong and remarkable ways, but it ended abruptly and awfully. What happened is the impact of of the rise of Christianity in that community had so began to change the, begun to change the culture that people had stopped purchasing idols and stopped worshiping at pagan temples. And so the craftspeople who were responsible for making the idols, the guilds that, uh, that crafted those, got a little upset and they started a riot that broke out all over the city. And the thing ended up in mass hysteria in a riot that the government had to step in and squelch. Paul had to slip out to rescue his life, and it was tumultuous. Now, Paul doesn't describe all the other small things that happened on the boundaries. We only know from Luke's account of this one major moment when the whole city had to gather in a theater, and they wanted to call for executions, right? And the government stopped it all. Well, but Paul's letting you know that when he was in Asia, He suffered. And I want to slow down and revisit that description. He said that they were under great pressure beyond their ability to endure. Have you ever felt like you were being pressed by the world? Pressed to a point that you weren't sure that you were going to be able to endure it? That life settings were beginning to close in on you? You felt a little more than claustrophobic? 
I don't know if you felt that way, but if you have, 2 Corinthians is for you. And this God of all compassion, this Father of comfort, He's here for you. So Paul said that he felt like he was suffering more than he was going to be able to bear up. And for some of us, it may be right now or maybe in the weeks to come, we're going to feel all kinds of pressure. Our anxiety and depression might increase. Maybe our hours are going to be cut back at work. Maybe our pay is cut back. Maybe we lose our job. Everybody's losing money in the stock market right now. So maybe you're fretting about your retirement or income that you badly need right now. Let's just be honest. Like, the crisis we're in in this moment, I mean, it's significant. But maybe you've experienced other crises on top of this. We've got friends in the church who are grieving right now because they have family members who have passed away in the last month. Not because of the virus. Just because this is what happens in life. We find ourselves pressed beyond our ability to endure. So what do you do? Well, in 1 Corinthians, this is what Paul said. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. He was pretty sure that what was happening in his life was going to end in his execution. An angry mob, some crazy murderer, or a political execution. Paul was pretty sure it was going to end badly for him. But Paul said, but this happened so that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and He will deliver us again. On Him, we have set our hope that He will continue to deliver us. So what I want to encourage you with is this. As Paul looks back on those that time of harsh suffering that he didn't think he could endure, that he thought was going to be the end of his life, he said, looking back on it, I can see that this was done so that I would learn not to rely on my own strength, but on God's. It's remarkable to me that one of the one of the feelings that I have every time there's something of global significance that you can't control, right? Whether it's a flood and the floodwaters are rising down the Mississippi and nobody can stop them, or a tornado where as fast as it happens, you can't touch it. Nobody could redirect the wind, or a hurricane that you watch on the news for days and pray against, but nobody can stand in its way. Or in our case right now, a virus that you can't see, but is spreading and we're anxious. When we have these moments that seem unstoppable, that seem bigger than us, for just an instant, I feel really small. (laughs) And I'm reminded that, you know what? It's an illusion to think that I can rely on my own strength to get through life, even on a good day. So these moments that kind of punch me in the jaw, they strip away my false confidence in myself. This belief that we're big enough to handle anything that comes our way, that we don't need anybody, including God. We don't need your help. Not in these moments. In these moments, we're quickly humbled and we're desperate. And one of the good things that happens is in that pressure, We look up at our Heavenly Father and we say, I need you. I can see really clearly right now that I cannot rely on myself. This teaching is a gift that Paul learned in Ephesus and in Asia. This is a gift that Paul wants to give to the Corinthian church to learn that you cannot rely on yourself. We need the Father of all compassions, the God of comfort. This is what else Paul says about him. This is the God who raises the dead. Like whatever we're dealing with, 
How bad could it get? And I know that's, that's just a rhetorical question, right? But stop, really, if you take things all the way to their logical end, how bad could this get? There's a day coming in my life, even if everything goes remarkably well for me, there's a day coming when my life will end. And how does it end? It ends in death. To live as Christ, to die as gain. That's Paul's teaching. Well, for me, when I pass away, and I hope that's years from now, but when I pass away, I follow the God who will deliver me from death because he'll bring me into eternal life. He's the God who raises the dead. He raised Christ, the first fruits, and all who follow Jesus will be raised in the resurrection. So no matter how bad anything on life can get, a hurricane, a tornado, an accident, I know that my life is secure in God because he is the God who raises the dead. So you talk about change in our perspective to see the bigger picture. We worship the God who can deliver us, the God who raises the dead. Paul says this, He's delivered us from such a deadly peril, and He will deliver us again. On Him we've set our hope, and will continue to deliver us. Have you set your hope on your Heavenly Father? Or do you still depend on your strength, on your mind, on your wit, on your strategy, on your planning, on your ability to secure yourself from things? Stop that. Put your hope in God Almighty who delivers you. The last thing in verse 11, Paul says, As you help us by your prayers, then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favor granted to us in answer to the prayers of many. So as Paul is being delivered and telling the Corinthian church how to find deliverance, he knows they're praying for him and he tells them, keep it up. So that's what I'm saying to you today. Would you find hope in the God of all hope, the God who delivers us even from the dead, from, from death? And also, would we learn to pray well for each other? Elsewhere, Paul teaches us not to become anxious about anything. Instead, with prayer and thanksgiving, make your petitions known to God, and the peace that passes understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Jesus. So I'm calling the church to pray. Like, take your anxiety and pray. Pray for your neighbors. Pray for yourself. Pray for God's mission. Pray that God would use you. Pray for the church. Pray for friends who are grieving. Pray for friends who are losing their jobs. Pray for everybody who's stressed. And let's find comfort together. So, Paul learned from his past experiences that all of that pressure was working together to help him learn not to rely on himself, but to depend on God. Let's do the same thing. Let's pray for each other. Thanks a lot for tuning in today. I hope that you'll share this with anybody that would find encouragement in it. Can't wait to connect with you again on the live stream this weekend. And I hope that you're sharing resources right now digitally so that we can grow together as a church, even while social distancing has us distanced.